Welcome to Derm Consult on ReachMD. I'm Dr. Michael Greenbergen. Joining me to talk about the ethical use of physician assistants in dermatology practices is Dr. John Weiss. John is the president and co-managing partner at Georgia Dermatology Partners. John, welcome to this program. Thanks, Michael. It's great to be here. Appreciate the opportunity to work with you on this. I think it's a really interesting and important subject. So just to start off, John, can you give us a brief description of the physician's assistant's role in dermatology practices and the services they're allowed to provide? Sure, it would be my pleasure. We employ seven or eight APPs, one nurse practitioner and the rest PAs. And in our practice, they have a role of primary patient care. I think the key is excellent training, but we make sure all of our PAs and nurse practitioners are trained in dermatology by the managing partners of our practice. And they train for a minimum of three months, may go longer up to six months, and we start them very slowly. We also make sure that they start out very slowly and that they run every patient by a physician until they are ready to practice somewhat independently. The other thing that's important is that they be able to access a physician at any time in our practice. And all of our physicians are board-certified dermatologists. They see patients just like we do. They start with basic issues such as acne, psoriasis, atopic dermatitis, and they may expand. And the key is constant education and just knowing they have 100% access and keep them learning at all times. We even have a dermatopathologist in our practice, and we have them sit with her and look at slides and read slides. Not that they can learn all dermatopathology, but they get a feel for what it is and the importance of it in the practice. Okay. So what are the benefits of utilizing PAs in your practice? The biggest issue is for patients to have access to our practice. As you know, the demand for dermatologic care is absolutely enormous. And there's no way that we could supply all of that demand for care with just dermatologists. While that would be nice at times, it's just not possible. And so our PAs are truly extenders of our care. Okay, let's think back a little bit. I remember a past time when the derm literature was filled with editorials saying that only dermatologists should see every patient that came along. But now we've got PAs doing that. And they're not even doctors. So how can you explain that paradigm shift, John? And is it really been for the benefit of our patients or is it about making money? So I would say it is not just about making money. It is honestly about quality of care. The difference is that general internist, that family practitioner, the OB-GYN, who is perhaps today trying to practice dermatology a little bit, they have cryax, they freeze lesions that they think are AKs or sub-Ks are not fully trained in dermatology. Whereas I would propose to you that the APPs in my practice are very well trained in dermatology and can function at the level of a third-year resident or better after years of practicing in our practice. So a lot of it has to do with training. My PAs and NPs are far better trained in the nuances of dermatology than the average primary care physician. Okay, for those just tuning in, you're listening to Derm Consult on ReachMD. 
I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg, and I'm speaking with Dr. John Weiss about the use of physician assistance in dermatology practice. So, John, given everything we've discussed so far, um, what are some of the ethical questions that have been raised when it comes to PAs in the derm setting? So, there are lots of ethical potholes in the use of APPs, PAs, NPs in the dermatology setting. I think they fall under at least two categories. One would be medical and the practice of medicine. The other would be monetary. Again, not to repeat too much, but it does come down to training, making sure they're well-trained. But it's also making sure that if a PA or nurse practitioner or other APP is seeing a dermatology patient, a Medicare patient, and they are not truly practicing incident to care, that the physicians are not managing the care of the patient, that you are not billing the care as incident to the physician. So that is one very important ethical standard by which we practice in our practice. We bill all of our PA and NP charges as they are being provided by them on their own Medicare numbers. That to me is essential. The other is to make sure that they are not practicing outside of the scope of which they're trained. We do not use PAs in our practice to do most surgery, to do closures for most surgery, like you hear about in other places. And I think it's absolutely key that everyone practices in their lane. And that's uh, a standard that I think everybody should be held to and keep it ethical in that regard. So what are some of the strategies that we can use in collaborating with our advanced practice providers to ensure we're providing quality and ethical care? I think communication is absolutely key. Whenever I see an article in an online newsletter, in a journal, I think sending it to them and letting them know it's important in case they didn't see it is absolutely key. I think Continuing education and monitoring that education is very important. Monitoring their skill sets, very, very important. Making sure they are advancing in their skill sets, in their knowledge constantly and continuing to grow throughout their careers. We have some PAs who have now been with us 15 years and they are some of our best teachers of the other PAs. And they often teach me something. If they see a case and how they work it up, it can be a fantastic experience for everybody. I know. Throughout my long career, I have learned more from physician assistants and nurses sometimes than I've learned from physicians. As a matter of fact, if I go way back, it was a nurse in a dermatologist's office who really told me the right way of taking Veruca off, which I, I hadn't learned in my residency yet. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, Absolutely. I mean, I, you know, John, there's still some bigotry in our profession about PAs because they have PA and not MD after their name. You want to comment about that and, and how the letters after a name really don't matter? Well, I think that says it best. The letters after name don't matter. Let's think back a couple dozen years to when there was the whole debate about MDs and DOs in dermatology. And DOs were not given a full fellow membership in the academy. And what we saw over time is that some of our most valued members, some of our smartest members, some of our politically most active members are DOs. 
some of the members on our board are DOs. And there is no difference in the quality of care or knowledge that those individuals have. I would suggest that the same thing applies to physician assistants and APPs in general. The letters after the name don't matter. It's the drive of the individual to learn, to get better, to provide quality care, and to be a part of the team of dermatology providers in a practice that serves to be outstanding. Well, this has been a great discussion looking at the utilization of physician assistants in dermatology practice. I want to thank my guest, uh, Dr. John Weiss, for sharing his really brilliant insights on this important topic. And John, it was great speaking with you today. Great to speak with you too, Michael. Thank you very much. For ReachMD, I'm Dr. Michael Greenberg. To access this episode and others from this series, visit reachmd.com slash dermconsult, where you can be part of the knowledge. We thank you for listening.